Wait a minute, Shay, you have to read off what your sweatshirt says. It says, I never got my letter to Hogwarts, so I'm leaving the Shire to become a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Very good. It was a great Christmas present from Annie. So you don't like Harry Potter? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? You are one pathetic loser. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the podcast where we discuss the best and worst movies from the 90s. This is Real 90. If you're going to spew, spew into this. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. What's your favorite scary movie? You can't handle the truth! On episode 5 of Real 90, we'll discuss the 1995 film, Four Rooms. But first, let's introduce ourselves. Okay, I'm Nick Prince. I'm Eric Hunter. I'm Shay Hornback. And I'm Ricky W. Glor. Alright, this is episode 5 of Real 90. Uh, what have you guys been watching this week, Shay? Uh, actually, nothing in the mu- in the realm of movies. I've been watching, uh, finished up House of Cards Season 2. So, besides the movie we're watching tonight, no other movies. Ouch. Don't say a goddamn word about House of Cards Season 2. Did you just get past the first episode? <laughs> no, I watched the first episode, and my girlfriend was like, oh, we should start watching something. How about House of Cards? I was like, well, I'm not going to keep keep on watching Season 2. I have to start over? Yeah, so I had to go back and start Season 1. I'm not a bit, because I, I can't discipline myself to, to wait a week and watch an episode, so I watched all of them in probably the first, like, three days. Two or three days. Yeah, m- marathon. Yeah. That's what's great about it, because you can actually just watch... I mean, it releases the whole season all at one time. Yeah, I like that, but then I don't like it because now i got to wait however long it's going to be until they release the next one. Ricky, how about you? I watched um, Sunday before the Oscars. I watched 12 Years a Slave and Frozen. I didn't think that Frozen was as good as everybody says it is. No, pretty bad. But um, 12 Years a Slave, I didn't think it was that great. Definitely not deserving of Best Picture in my mind. But then, because of the Oscars, and seeing a lot of clips that I liked, we rented Nebraska with Bruce Dern and Will Forte on Monday, and loved that. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I saw the previews for it at the Oscars, and it looked really pretty good. It looked funny. I didn't know it was a, I didn't know it was like a, was it a comedy, would you say? It's, uh, it's, a, it's a dramedy. There's comedy, but it's... Okay. It's a drama. Yeah. All the like clips they showed at the Oscars was they were funny clips, so I didn't I wasn't sure what it was. Well, have you seen the movie Election with Matthew Broderick? No. Yeah. Well it's the same director, so it's it's got the, a similar tone. Gotcha. Eric, how about you? What have you been watching? Uh I watched Kick Ass Two. <laughs> why is that funny? Actually I thought you said Jackass Two, not Kick Ass Two. That's why I laughed. No, I said Kick Ass Two. I've also seen Jackass Two. I was just because I just watched Jackass Two, so I Yeah. But not related. Yeah, Kick-Ass 2. Uh, I mean, it's it turns it more into like a, a, superhero, a superhero movie than it really is. Uh, more than what the first one was, where it was basically just a bunch of people fighting each other who have designated themselves to be good or evil. And in this one, it's, they you know, they join like a whole Justice League kind of clan. And um, the, the guy who was kind of the bad guy in the first one becomes the super bad guy in this one. Um... And he dons himself as the motherfucker. That is his villain name. And he outfits himself with the dominatrix outfit that his mom used to wear before she died, which is super creepy. And Jim Carrey sucks. He's really bad in the movie. And they made a big deal about him being in the movie, even writing the part specifically for him. (laughs) And it's just kind of, he's just some old military geezer. 
And is he only in the the second one? Yeah, I haven't seen either one. That character, Colonel or Captain, whatever his name is, he appears in the comic books, right? I have no idea. I never picked up on the comics. Oh yeah, because they just didn't write that role for him. It's he that character's in the comic books. Colonel Stars and Stripes, I think, is the name. And yeah, the director really wanted Carrie to play it, but then after they released the movie, Carrie went on a whole. You know, the Connecticut shooting thing happened, and he's like, I can't promote Kick-Ass 2 because there's too much unnecessary violence. Yeah, it's super realistic. That's it. Like, is it unnecessary? No, because it's a fucking movie. I mean, how could you be unrealistic when it's in the script? Like, if you get smacked in the face with a baseball bat, you're going to be hurt. They show it. It's not that big a deal. I mean, there's a lot of off-scene gruesome stuff that happens. Like, well, I mean, like Jim Carrey's character. They cut his head off completely. But you don't see it. They just talk about it. I mean, kind of a cop-out? Well, I don't know if it's a cop-out, but... I mean, that's one of the things I always that I really enjoyed about Kick-Ass, the first one, is because it's realistic. It It's really cool. Like, it makes sense if somebody punches you in the face, you might lose a tooth, and you're going to split blood everywhere. That's, okay, I'm so okay it is, with that. They show those graphics then. It's not like they were just, it's not that style of movie where they show that. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, it takes, it after a while, it feels like it's more of a, um, what's the word? Like a reality show. Like, okay. You know, like is it's it shot like watching in that style? You, what's that? Is it shot in that style, like handheld or? No, no. It's just the, okay. the, the fight scenes and stuff. It's very UFC. You know, like if you get somebody in an arm bar, you're going to break their arm. And they do. It's pretty raw looking. So I really enjoyed it. Like, I like the whole premise. You know, uh, I always thought the whole, I mean, in Cincinnati, we had the shadow hair, which I thought was great. He was cool. Ran into him. Yeah. And essentially, that's what these movies are kind of based around is those realistic superheroes that, I mean, they don't do anything, but at least not that I know of. It's just a neat idea. How did you think it compared to Kick-Ass 1? I still like Kick-Ass 1 better. Yeah. I thought the character, because Jim Carrey's, Jim Carrey's, Jim Carrey's character, uh kind of takes the part of what Nicolas Cage's uh big daddy part was he's the mm-hmm. the mentor and that kind of thing and um I thought Jim or Nicolas Cage did a better job but yeah like, for me Nicolas Cage and Kick-Ass that's the first thing I've liked him in in a long time yeah well I mean he doesn't have the best pick of movies either so <laughs> Bangkok Dangerous yeah or Snake Eyes or what was that shitty or Warlock movie a lot of in? oh god um, Sorcerer's, Sorcerer's Apprentice yeah Sorcerer's Apprentice was really bad oh god no 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 uh, Ghost Rider is he in that yeah Ghost Rider was bad Ghost Rider was awful Season of the Witch I can't he's in so many bad movies they did two Ghost Riders yeah and those movies were awful so or what was the other the, the, next? the Wicker Man or whatever was it the, that was a remake that's a little different but he was in it though and it was horrible. Yeah, the original is way, way better. Right. Hmm. Well, on a lighter note, I was watching uh, Harry Potter. Which one? Uh, I started the marathon. I just uh, finished up Half-Blood Prince. Shay, go. About what? Talking about Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, what? Really? Are you not a fan of it? Really? No, Shay loves the Potter. Shay is drinking a butterbeer right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you like it, I think. I only own every single one. Seen them all a hundred times. Never lost a Harry Potter scene it. And proud of it i guess question mark (laughs) proud of it question mark you should be proud of it so really what you're saying is harry potter and dawson's creek are like your two least favorite things of all time completely completely (laughs) along with you know star wars (laughs) hate him (laughs) superman's the worst superhero ever yeah i agree oh Oh, you're making a joke oh oh sorry sorry Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah superman is the template bitch Right. Well, actually, Jesus is the template, but... So you watch Half-Blood Prince? So you guys... Yes, I watched Half-Blood Prince. I'm almost finished with it. I 
have about uh, like 20 minutes left or so. You walked away from it? No, I <laughs> turned it on. How dare you? You walked away? <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban still my favorite. What's that? Prisoner of Azkaban still my favorite. Yeah, that one's good. Oh, jeez. I tried what or uh, reading the books lately. I can't do it. I never read them. I, lis- I listened to them. I can't do it. I've read them all like two or three times. God, you're such a nerd. I know, right? It's like, it's like what if something different happens? On this, on this printed text. <laughs> Alternate maybe ending. Something Choose your adventure. What? He's in Ravenswood. I'll be the guy. I don't like Potter. I don't like the books. I don't like the movies. Nope. I'm the, I'm the Audi. It's cool. See you guys later. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be around with your kind. So, Shay, um, I know that um, you didn't get to finish your, your Oscar pilgrimage of all the movies. But what did you guys what did you guys think of the awards if you guys watched it? I didn't watch it. I got a big complaint, but I'll save it for last. So <laughs> I liked him. I mean I I liked Ellen as a host. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I, I like that off the cuff where she just goes off the stage, goes into the audience and plays around with the actors instead of staying on stage and doing her reading job. the prompter. Yeah. Because actors are just like you too. They order pizza. They're just like you. They tweet photos of them and their friends. <laughs> What is? Oh my God! They're so what friendly. They're just that? like you. <laughs> Nothing. I actually enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> because it's bullshit. Why is that bullshit? Why you'd much rather just have Billy Crystal stand up there? I'm not that I'm going against Billy Crystal. He's a very funny person. But to stand up there and read the prompter what the producers wrote. So hold on. You'll walk away from Harry Potter, but you'll do a disclaimer that says I'm not going against Billy Crystal, dude. What is wrong? I'm just saying <laughs> I like the action. I like the interaction with the the actors and going off stage and going into the crowd. What I disliked was that it felt way too off the cuff that she was making it up on the spot. And, like, I really missed... I mean, this isn't her fault. It's what she decided to do. But I missed that opening movie they always do. They always film something really cool yeah, and funny. I, and I thought I tuned in too late or something. But That's what I yeah. thought, too. It just didn't happen. I mean, people are always going to be mixed on if they like the host or not. A lot of people did like her. A lot of people thought she was great. But people love Ellen. She's quirky. But, um... She's kind of easy for all ages. She played it really safe. I liked Seth MacFarlane last year. I thought some of the shit he did was hilarious. That was funny last year, too. But I, I enjoyed Ellen as well. What was your complaint, though, Shay? My complaint is the same complaint I have every year with the Oscars. Like, normally I watch every movie that's up for Best Picture, okay? Uh, this year I didn't get the chance to, to see all of them. I only saw three. But regardless of whether I saw them or not, one movie always wins every category that makes a great movie, but then doesn't win Best Picture. So all these people that voted for these in these different categories, Gravity won almost every single category that it was up in. And you can say that all those categories it's in is a category that makes a Best Picture. But then Best Picture comes up and it doesn't win. The the movie that won... Right. In a Best Picture, except for Screenplay, wins Best Picture. Well, no, it won Best um, Supporting Actress as well, but... No, I agree. My brother was sitting there, and he's like, it just won all those awards, you just gave it Best Director, how can it not win Best Picture? Right, it's won every single thing except for the Ask Actor categories that makes a Best Picture, and it doesn't win Best Picture. Every single year, that's what happens. Like last year, um, right. Life of Pi. And I don't like... I don't know if Gravity was the best movie, but... But still, and I agree, I don't think it was the best movie either, but you give it all that, and then it's, oh, you did all these great things, they were all great, but the best picture is going to go to the one that ran up behind you on all of them. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. 
I think my biggest thing with the Oscars, and I'm sure everybody else, is that like they need to have categories. There needs to be a best picture in comedy, a best picture in uh, like like horror picks. Those would be awesome to have like a scary movie win win an Oscar. Like you'll never see those in there. It's always just going to be the the drama, the tearjerker, or some of those are kind of scary though. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Should just have more categories instead of just the big budget films win every year. We complain about how long the Oscars is anyway. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, is the Oscars even relevant anymore? I mean, does anybody really care? Yeah. Really? Like, that's still a thing? That's that's all I got. Yeah. I mean, I'll <laughs> look at the best pictures. Well, how many how many views did the Oscars get? I don't know what the ratings were. Oh, tons. I think it was, uh, I thought it was like 40 million. Well, I mean, that picture, that picture that they tweeted, let alone with all the celebrities, was the most retweeted picture in all of history of Twitter. I don't believe that. No, it was. It shut down Twitter. I don't know. I don't believe that. Shut down for 20 it minutes happened. worldwide. They shut down well, Twitter. Research it. <laughs> I don't believe yeah. that. Well, how do you not believe it? It happened. Get <laughs> <Did> it? <laughs> the truth is out there. <laughs> We're a conspiracy theorist podcast all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Yeah. No, there are a lot of things with the Oscars, though. The, the paint on my wall is red. I don't believe that. It's not, dude. It's magenta. But anyways. You're magenta. <laughs> but no, the yeah. thing with the Oscars is they are kind of long, but you get these awards. I forget who I saw tweet this out, um, but they stated that the short film should be held to, like, literally a 20-second speech. If you're If the title... And your award begins with short, then you should not be able to give a long speech because those guys gave a long speech. Right. <laughs> Cut them off. Yeah, I felt right. that that they gave them a lot longer to talk this year than in past years. It seems in past years it was they would get out like a couple thanks and they'd start playing the music right away. Like it seems like they were up there for five minutes. I don't know if you noticed it, but did you like the first couple people that were accepting awards of like short film and like documentary, these littler films, they always started their speech off with, well, my son is up in heaven and blah, blah, blah. Or like someone had recently died. So I think that was their way of getting a longer speech time. Like you can't cut me off when I'm talking about my dead son. Right. No, you should be able to do that. Cold-hearted bastard. Eric's so dark tonight with his hood up. Okay, yeah, so her selfie... Out the, I was thinking it was the Obama's four year, four more years or whatever it was, but yeah. she out, she beat that out. Well, and then apparently Jimmy Kimmel and Kevin Spacey afterwards on Jimmy Kimmel Live did their own selfie and sent it out. You broke it, you buy it. They said it broke it, but I don't think it did, oh. meaning the record. It's a good photo, though. Have you seen the photo? It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's going to break it. Oh, yeah? Why? Because he's awesome. Because he's awesome, that's why. Because he's Patrick Stewart. Well, he, him and... Uh, Ian McKellen. Yeah, Ian McKellen were sending out photos during the Super Bowl of them, like, screwing around and drinking and stuff. It was hilarious. <laughs> I like the old guys. I do. Love them. Hope to be one one day. One day. <laughs> Wait, you're not right now? Because I'm older than you, Gash. Gash, <laughs> <laughs> <way>, Grandpappy. <laughs> Get off my land. Let's go to break. Yeah, Nick, you want to take us to break? Okay, here's a word from our sponsor. Oh, we have sponsors? <laughs> Dude, we are so stoked! Oh, we're teleporting! You have a Powder! Dude, I think that dude wants you. Well, that's just the pilot. Dude, not the pilot? No. I've never done this before. 
but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Whee! Stay smart. Stay at a Holiday Inn Express. It's New Year's Eve at the Monsignor Hotel. We have reservation. Where Madonna, Antonio Banderas, Academy Award winner Marissa Tomei, and other surprise guests are checking in. I travel late. Tim Roth stars as the lonely bellhop named Dead on his first day on the job. All you have to do is hold the fort. The night's cake. Okay. And he's in for the most outrageous night of his life. Dad, what's the problem? I haven't got a problem. I've got problems. Plural. My children are staying here tonight watching TV. If something happens to my children, they wouldn't want to be you. The five of us are a coven. An oven full of witches. A coven of witches. I am not gonna cut off Norman's little... Hell of a night, huh, Ted? HBO calls four rooms a wicked romp on the wild side. Antonio Banderas is hilarious. Raves Roger Ebert. Yes. The Chicago Tribune declares Quentin Tarantino wins us over. Really? I'm stuck in a situation here, which I can possibly begin to explain. From directors Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, Alison Anders, and Alexander Rockwell. Four rooms. I've had a real bad night. All right, and we're back from that amazing commercial. My pick this week was Four Rooms, and Four Rooms is uh, about Ted the Bellhop. He's played by Tim Roth. He's taken over the reins as Bellhop at a fading hotel on New Year's Eve, and he runs into some interesting situations, ranging from a coven of witches, being mistaken by another man, or being mistaken for another man by a deranged husband, babysitting two misbehaved children, and taking part in an interesting wager. Written and directed by Allison Anders, Alexandra Rockwell, Robert Rodriguez, and Quentin Tarantino. Released on December 25th, 1995, this film has something for everybody. Huh? Yeah. That was good. It's like I wrote it down under something. Tarantino, I'm assuming, directed the last part. Yes. Correct. <laughs> wrote yes. directed the last one with him. You guys did the part with Ben Harris in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only woman director slash writer did the coven of witches okay did she go on later to write twilight mm-hmm. uh no yes. zing i wanted to check that i didn't have time um what did the first two writer and directors go on to do oh uh, let's see anything notable uh allison anders is a scary looking woman what if she's listening um yeah that's right Sorry, Allison. <laughs> Trust me, if we're the, if we're saying it, somebody else must have too. Surprise, surprise! She uh, directed Sex in the City, two thousand and ninety nine. Um, no, that's about it. That's sadly that's her biggest thing. Wow. She did a lot of TV. Pretty much, that's all she's done is TV since Four Rooms. Probably a reason. Directing. Yes, I don't know if she's written anything. What about the uh, the guy who did The Wrong Man? Alexandre, whatever the hell his name. Alexandra. Alexandra. Oh, uh, he don't have a picture. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's Little Feet? Is that something? That's weird. 
No, nothing. You didn't do anything. So for me, that's kind of how I feel about this movie. I always forget that the first half I do not care for. Yeah, I agree. Because I always enjoy the second half a lot. And by the time it ends, I'm like, oh my god, that was so good. But then when I started watching it this time, I was like, oh, I hate these stories. Oh, you didn't even like the second half? No, no, I like the second half. It's just the first half, the first two. Yeah. The witches one goes by pretty quick and there's titties. So <laughs> so that makes it okay. Hey, I liked it when I was when I was like 10 or 11. Yeah. I, when I saw it, my sister uh, showed it to me. Whoa. Her titties? No, 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 no. The movie. The movie. <laughs> no, so I saw that. So I was like, all right. Boobies. Boobies. Hey, man. The, one thing to say about the first movie is Madonna is hot. But she didn't show her boobies. The chick who swallowed the sperm is hot. Jennifer Beals, who's in The Wrong Man, and then The Man from Hollywood, she's smoking. Notice, though, in that first scene, speaking of the boobies, the uh, the two famous people. Yeah, yeah they don't show anything. <laughs> yeah, because they have careers. <laughs> well, in the other ones, it's Lily Allen, the chick from uh, High Fidelity. Yeah, they, they had a little bit more leverage to say, I don't want to show anything. So it's just kind of funny that that's how played out. I noticed that. I'm sure it was scripted otherwise. <laughs> They all be showing titties. My favorite story was the last one. The Man from Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. And I just like Tarantino's movies, so I like that long monologue and just him spitting off a bunch of nonsense. So I enjoyed that. A lot of people, what I was reading, a lot of people like The Misbehaviors. I do like The Misbehaviors, but it wasn't my favorite one. It, I like. I think the reason why I liked it is because it was something entertaining after the first two. I think that one looked the best. Oh, definitely, yeah. It was definitely directed better than any of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, Rodriguez did the best job at, like, shooting everything and lighting everything. And the story's really good as well. Don't misbehave. I think I just liked all the, like, Bruce Willis and Tarantino in the back end of it. And then the whole bet. It actually kind of had a plot feel to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't like Tim Roth in this. Like, his char- he plays his character just it's too weird. Too weird for me. I didn't like how he broke into, like, a British accent, like a really deep British accent at certain points in the film. I thought that was strange. Like Cockney? Yeah, yeah. Like, he totally broke character and went into that, and I was like, why are you even doing that? I think some of his more annoying neuroses as the character Ted were more prevalent in the first two stories than the last two, and I think that probably has something to do with the writing of the script and the directing. I didn't see who, like, wrote all the uh, the interludes between the stories. They probably did. Well, yeah. Whoever was Tarantino's. The, the, the Marissa the, Tomei, Kathy Griffin's part definitely was written the by main. Tarantino, because that just had where he's calling his boss Betty... Because that just had the Tarantino, like, dialogue flow. Right. So the cool part, I do have to say, though, like, when uh, The Other Man, or whatever it's called, that episode part. The Wrong Man. Wrong Man. And they get the phone call. And then in Misbehaviors, she makes the phone call. That, right, right. So that, remind, that, that was kind of cool. I'd forgotten about that from the last time I saw it. I, that actually made me go. Oh. It's cool, but the time doesn't add up. We're not having this conversation about time again. Oh, gosh. They were always in the room, Ricky. They were always in the room. Right. So, anywho, um, <laughs> right. they had just called Tim Roth, and he was at the phone switchboard, and then immediately called that other room with the wrong man, where in the scene which we saw, Tim Roth has already been there for like 10 minutes. Well, if you want to get really technical, one of the goose was there's a switchboard in the hotel, so you wouldn't be able to call a room directly. Exactly. <sighs> Film's ruined. Gone. Destroyed. Boom. <laughs> true zero reels (laughs) zero like i remember watching this movie when i was younger because i was on a big you know rodriguez tarantino kick and like i was trying to watch all of their movies and man there's just nothing here for me there's really not like you're 
the first two sections are poorly written and poorly directed. And then when you get to Rodriguez's spot, it's you're kind of done. You know, like if you've already made it halfway through and it's like, yay, I get to see Rodriguez and I get to see Antonio Banderas and I just don't care anymore. Yeah, I really do agree. Do you think the timing is equally split between all four? Because I think the first two seem a lot quicker. I don't know if they're equally split. Than the last two. But the first two feel faster. Like, there's a lot more going on, whereas in, like, With Misbehaviors and The Man from Hollywood are a little bit more, there's one thing going on, are you paying attention? Because, like, well, even with Misbehaviors, it's like, well, you have the the parents, their storyline's going on, you're trying to figure out who, what's going on with them. You have the two kids trying to figure out what's going on with that. Then you have the trifecta when Ted comes in and he's interacting with both groups. It's There's a lot going on. But yeah, the dead hooker, which still creeps me out to this day, just the way that she's yeah. kind of formed inside the bed. That scared me when I first saw that. I had to look away. Yes. Yeah, it was weird. Like her head was all like, her hand was all behind her. Ugh. So if you just took those two last stories out, too much. you enjoyed the stories themselves. You just got worn out from the first two. Yeah, and I mean... You can't take the you can't take them out though. That's the problem because if you just watch Rodriguez and Tarantino, there's not enough there to sustain just by itself. Right. Like you have to watch the two shitty movies beforehand to respect the last two. Like it feels like Rodriguez and Tarantino came up with this amazing idea of having four different movies that happen in one location by four different writers and directors and the movie studio was like oh let's get these two because they're up and coming and tarantino and rodriguez are like we were just gonna ask friends but okay if you're looking to make a lot of money on this then i guess yeah my guess is it my guess is it was robert rodriguez and tarantino had just become hot they wanted to do this and the studio's like great we want you to do these other people too and they were like no here are our friends and that's the only reason they got this opportunity maybe because there's supposed supposed to be five. five rooms yeah Richard Linklater. Oh, gosh, what happened to him? He probably read the other two scripts and was like, I'm done. Yeah, so that's how the script was set up. It's the first two movies, and it's just like, wow, these are really bad. The only way the first one's going to work is if you get Madonna and she gets naked. Well, you got halfway there. I think this is a cool concept of a movie. When you're going to do a bunch of short stories and having one intertwining thing, connecting them, being a hotel, thus being the rooms, so they're even broken off more and it works nicely. I think that's cool. I think conceptually it's awesome. But yeah, you get bogged down. The opening scene with Tim Roth and the old bellhop who's leaving, that had a good feel to it. It kind of sets you up nicely, and then all of a sudden it turns into garbage. Which maybe Tarantino and Rodriguez's idea was like, okay, let's get two garbage ones so our stories that may not be that great will look really good next to yeah. it. Well, even the intro to the credits, like it's got a very City Slickers feel to it. And you get put on the platform of like, oh, this is going to be something very specific. And it ends up being nothing. Well, it's the old, the old Pink Panther. Yeah, absolutely. I think it hurts a lot, too. The first story, after um, after Mark Lawrence, the old bellhop, kind of sets him up in foreshadows. You don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this. He ends up doing all of them. Keep your cock in your pants. The first story with the witches isn't based in reality. Like, we just had this heartwarming scene with this old bellhop handing over the reins. But then we have our first story is not based in reality, and then all the other ones are. And that, to me, felt unbalanced. 
which is I think just bad. And they never throw back to the witches, right? And the misbehaviors you go back to the uh, the wrong man, and then you also connect it to the the last last short story yeah, so you never deals. do it so you could all do without the coven of witches altogether the last three to me feel pretty similar they're dark but you never do anything with the witches but i don't I, my least favorite one though is the wrong man yeah probably i mean if i have to the pick game thing, like i don't care it doesn't make any damn sense well, it's, um, if you've ever read or seen Who's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf is about a couple that gets off on telling lies to one another and building this fake world, and they get off that way. So I, I don't think Ted is a wrong man. There never was a right man. They're just fucking with people because this is their weird sex games. What they do. Yeah, which she says to him. She's like, we've done this before. Just as long as you follow the rules, you'll be okay. I don't want to see that, though. Oh, you'll see it. That's not something... That I'm going to go out and want to watch. And when I'm being forced to watch it, it doesn't make me happy. What's your least favorite one, Hunter? All of them. What? <laughs> They're all really bad. Like, all of them. Like, how many times do I have to see the kids smell and suck their toes to realize that's not where the smell is coming from? I got it. I got it. Because you've already seen the movie. The first time, you don't know. Don't tell me that you knew Bruce Willis was dead in six Sense. Like, I care what Bruce Willis is doing. He's not the center of that of that what? section anyway. No, what's it matter? Oh no, I'm saying like you saying the first time you watched Four Rooms, you knew that there was a dead body in that right. bed. You did not know that. You did. What else could it be? <laughs> Poop. It's not one of those things that it's like the kids are smelling their feet. Tim Robbins smells their feet, or Roth smells their feet, and then all of a sudden it's like. Oh, there's a dead body, and everybody's like, oh my god, biggest surprise in Hollywood history. It's just, man, one of those things that, like... It's no big deal. I'm sure that's what they were trying to do. Right. Well, they were trying to make a movie, and that failed miserably, too, so... Yeah, Yeah, tell me about it. I think the thing that I had an issue with is I'm watching two kids try to figure out what's going on for, what, 15 minutes? And I'm not a kid, and I've got better deductive skills than they do. So I don't feel like I should have to sit around and, and watch them watch their six year old minds figure it out. Like I'm not watching a kid's movie. I mean there was boobs in the first movie. Okay. This is not a kid's movie. I shouldn't have to watch kids figure out a scene. And smoking. That was awesome. Kids smoking. <laughs> well, and also no, one day if he had to hold the cigarette back. The same argument, it's like I'm sorry, a dead body that's been rotting does not smell like sneaky feet. I don't know. I've never smelled a dead body rotting. It doesn't smell good. Yeah, I haven't killed many whores this week. I mean, honestly, though, would you seriously think that rotting flesh or any rotting carcass at all is going to smell like somebody's stinky feet, especially a child? I don't know. Maybe an athlete's foot. (laughs) (laughs) It's a smoker's foot. You know what? I'm willing to suspend the disbelief of that smell over the witches being able to bring someone back to life from a cauldron of the first movie. Or Spitfire, yeah. If we're going to attack reality. I'm not really attacking reality, but that's the whole basis around this idea of their feet from the beginning and then throughout the rest of that story is they smell each other's feet. But the, the story is about these kids. 
And Eric obviously cannot, he said he can't watch kids be kids or relate to a little kid finding a half-naked woman on the TV and wanting to watch it and the relationship between him and his older sister. No, I can. But that's what it is. No, I can. If it's a kid's movie. This is not a kid's movie. Why? Because we had a... This is a short story about kids in this movie. We had a creepy sex scene, the one before it. You can't watch Super 8, a movie that has kids in it, but not isn't necessarily a kid's movie? They don't react childish. They don't walk around smelling each other's asses, wanting to know if that's how the movie starts. I don't think they ever smelled any asses in this movie. That's what I'm saying. Asses. So as long as kids don't act like kids, as long as kids act like adults, you're okay if they're in a movie. If it's not a kid's movie, yes. This is the worst argument I've ever heard. <laughs> That's ridiculous. What do you mean? You make no sense. I'm not watching a kid's movie. If there are kids in the movie, they need to be secondary. If they're primary characters in the story, they need to make adult decisions and use adult... And they uh, need to not act like kids. Reason. They need to act like little adults. I think the dead hooker was the primary character. That's not true. It was Selma Hayek on the TV. I heard she was crying the whole time when she was stripping. Oh, that's desperado. <laughs> I know. She just drives me insane. Me too. Stupid bitch. In the pants. Ah, she's not worth it, man. Hey, something my dad always used to tell me, no matter how pretty a girl is, somebody is tired of fucking her. <laughs> wow. My dad's an asshole. No, no. he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down, man. I don't I don't like this movie. Thumbs down. No thumbs, damn it. Zero reels. Zero reels. I'll give it a reel for the boobs. I'll give it a reel for boobs. Okay, okay. If you if you break up the stories, do you like any of the stories? I would rather watch Predator 2. That's horrible. Than watch Four Rooms. See, I was so confused, because at the beginning of this, you said the last two you liked, the first two just wore you out. So then you just tore apart the third story, and you hate it. Right. But the, well, here's, the, here's the thing. The last two stories I did like. Problem is, as a movie and a whole, <laughs> the last two stories aren't good enough to carry the entire production. I can agree with that. Thank you. I really can't. So really, you dislike the last story. One reel for boobs. I think as far as rating the movie, you do have to take into account that the first two are uneven from the second two. Thank you. The acting, directing, and I agree with that, that that takes away, like, if those stories were moderately good, then this movie would get five out of five stars, or five out of five reels. But for me, those two, first two weigh it down, so it's like a 2.5. Because I still have to give props to the last two being being really good. I don't think they're just bad by comparison of the first two. I don't know. And they screwed up the uh, the Rambo video game, too. So that made me mad. Right, with the Sega and the Nintendo. Yeah, really upset. Well, do you have a favorite line from the movie? Keep your cock in your pants. I, just, I think it's funny when old people, especially elderly of that age, when they curse... It just makes me laugh. Old people can act like young people, but young people cannot act like young people. Not in an adult, mature movie, Ricky. How many times we got to go through this? <laughs> I didn't like this movie because it wasn't an old person movie, and how dare there be an old guy in it. I need more Betty Whites in yeah. that woman from The Wedding Singer cursing and being vulgar and inappropriate. Yes! <laughs> if Betty White would have been one of the witches in the first story... Oh. With her titties? We're out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Mama's got to pay some bills. You nasty. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend, Titties. Wow. These are my golden girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awful. Uh, 
Yeah, I want that to be the last image before you go to bed. Yeah, good night. What? All right, see you. Hey, she was she posed nude when she was young, and she was a good looking woman. Smoking, man. Smoking. Yeah. So it was uh, what's her face? Uh, I love Lucy. Whatever her name was. Lucille Ball. Yeah, she Lucille was. Lucille Ball. She was hot too when she was posing naked. <laughs> Lucy. Lucy Ball. Lucy Bell Ball. Whatever. I love Lucy. What's her name? Ricky. So Shay, what was your favorite line from the movie? My favorite line from the movie is actually in The Misbehaviors, where she's on the bed and she smells her feet, and she's like, "My don't stink, it's yours. And he turns around and yells, it's your feet! I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's your feet! Well, they were acting like kids. So... That's oh, awful. So, you know how kids be acting like. Fifteen minutes of me pulling my hair out. But I do have oh. to say, I mean, like... Oh my gosh. I have to agree with Eric on a lot of this in regards to the movie. I just I don't know if those two stories alone stand up or even are good if the other two aren't there. Because by comparison, unlike Ricky, I think that these two are good because those other two suck so bad that you're finally well, like. So I don't. I don't, I don't think that. I think I'm not sure if those two are good by themselves. Right. I'm unsure of that, but from the way it is now. By the end of the movie, after seeing those two, especially Man from Hollywood, I'm on board. Like, I want to see another good story, but unfortunately you don't. Right. I mean, I just, I was ready to turn it off by the time it was over. I mean, just didn't like it. I didn't like it when I watched it back in the day. Um, the only reason, obviously, I, I think the first time I watched it, I was working at Blockbuster, and Tarantino was the big thing, all his movies coming out, and all the indie kids were like, oh, you got to watch this, this is Tarantino, blah, blah, blah. So I watched it, and I was like, this is awful. And I was like, well, let's give it another try when Nick brought it up, and I watched it this time, and I'm like, yeah, I forgot certain things about it, but yeah, this is pretty awful. I just didn't like it at all. I won't give it zero reels, <laughs> but I'll give it one frame. How many Betty White titties do you give it? Oh, gross. <laughs> How many she got? Betty White in Total Recall. Two reels, only for the fact that the sake of argument, just to say that if those other two didn't exist, it's possible those other two stories were good. Two reels. Uh, my favorite quote was uh, uh, right at the end before the last uh, stories on the phone with uh, Betty. And uh, he goes, problem? I haven't got a problem. I've got fucking problems, plural. <laughs> so ironically it's in the accent that i hated that he did during the movie but i like the line what was the thing with his hand when he was holding the phone like his fingers kept like crinkling up know, and going back it. it was the weirdest thing ugh ugh with the side of ugh <laughs> fucking this awful mannerisms oh this character's gonna be a star they're gonna remake it for centuries i'm gonna make it so unique reminded <laughs> <laughs> me of uh Pee Wee Herman and Pee Wee's Big Adventure at the end when they make the movie and he's in a bellhop uniform. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Aging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. <laughs> well, Steve Buscemi, apparently, from what I read, was supposed to be the one who played the bellhop. Who was supposed to play? Do you think that makes it better? Steve Buscemi? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. He probably wouldn't have played it like a fucking tard. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> We're gonna give that guy the meat cleaver to cut off a finger. Okay. <laughs> what was your favorite line from the movie, Ricky? Um. Oh shit. Uh, Antonio Banderas. No misbehave. No misbehaving. 
Just every time that close up on him and that pencil thin mustache, like, don't misbehave. Yeah. Just dug it. Uh, Shay and Eric mentioned their ratings. Nick, what do you rate this movie via real? I agree that the first two stories are pretty weak, but I don't agree that that took away from the last two. I think the last two stand pretty strong on their own. Um, so I give this movie three reels. And I'm fine with kids acting like kids in an adult movie. Because they're kids, damn it. <laughs> Not every movie has to be about the kids coming of age and having to mature quick in the movie to overcome. And a knock on Harry Potter Sometimes again. Sometimes kids can be kids. What I was thinking. I, was thinking. Uh, I said before, I think I give it like a 2.5. 0. 0.5. All right. Um, somewhere around 2.5 and 3. Just because I really dislike the wrong man. I can, as much as I don't think the Coven one, the Honeymoon Suite episode, connects to the other one. And not just because the titties. Like the pacing in that one is is better the wrong man one like the acting feels off the yeah. story's off i'm not interested i think that's tim roth's worst acting and like i think he's way over the top in that scene well that could have been rockwell's issue too i think they it looked the most like the other ones visually but i agree with you it felt pretty slow and it didn't really make any sense I would, yeah, I'd like to see, timing-wise, how much each one of them lasted. Because the second one, The Wrong Man, was probably fast, but it felt like it went on forever. Yeah, I could only find a running time for the last one, and that one was 21 minutes. Hmm. Yeah, so they probably were each 20 minutes, because the movie's only 98 minutes long. So what? Uh, we'll start yeah. with uh, Hunter. Does the movie hold up, though? Does it feel like a 90s movie, or does it feel like this movie kind of transcends decades? No, I think it holds up. Uh, I mean, there's there's always going to be crazy people who think they can bring people back from the dead. Um, Hitchcock is always going to be an icon when it comes to practically anything in pop culture. So I think it holds up as a movie. But the at least in my opinion, the poor performance of the movie in whole, I think that will transcend into time as mediocre and shit. Shay, does the movie hold up for you? Um, yeah, I think I could see this movie today being made, uh, unfortunately. Um, it's garbage, <laughs> but I do feel that it's a movie that could be made. Well, they nope. make garbage movies today, so... Yes, they do. The, uh, the only thing that doesn't make it hold up is the fact that Bruce Willis has hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even Annie said that. She's like, holy crap, he has hair. <laughs> yeah, that's so, It's probably not real. Oh, he, he has, has a hair piece. piece. Yeah. yeah. Well, why would they give him thinning it's hair? It's probably piece? not real. Yeah, well, yeah well, why, why make him make balls? Just give it to him all the way. Just give him full head of hair. John Saxon, who plays the uh, the cop and the dad in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, when he came into West Craven, he said, okay. For this part, I have two toupees, and he opened it two boxes. He's like, one that looks makes it look like I'm losing my hair and it's thinning, or one that covers my whole head. Which one would you like? What did he choose? Yeah, really. The thinning hair one. The thinning hair. It's like half of his head. But, like, that's crazy that actors have that. Like, he, fuck. I mean, Willis did it. He went bald. Like, he eventually was just like, I'm not dealing with hair pieces or toupees anymore. Prince, does this movie hold up for you? Yeah, I think it holds up. Um, like I mentioned before, I like the the last two stories, and I like how the bellhop weaves all the stories together. Um, so I think there's something for everybody with this. If you don't like the don't like one of the stories, just wait, and there'll be a good story. Um, so yeah, it holds up. I agree. I think visually, um, I, th I think this movie looks pretty good. There's nothing that really dates it. Um, watching it, you would probably go, well, I mean, for one, Madonna is good looking in it, so it definitely was made in the 90s. Uh, but yeah, I, I was trying to think of something that i i've heard people that like the witch story at the beginning 
That's sad. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say they like the wrong man one. So, and if you go into this movie and you like three out of four, maybe it's a better movie for you. But, um, yeah, I think it holds up. I'd watch it again. I own it. By, by me saying it holds up, I would not watch it again. I'd watch Chasing Amy before I watch this again. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh. That's a good That's a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd take four rims. How many times, Hunter, have you have you watched this movie? I know you said you watched it during the big like Tarantino Rodriguez kick. No, this is probably the third time. Okay, that's not bad. Three times too many. Ooh, zing. Ooh. <laughs> well, why did you watch it the second time? Lost a bet. So this uh... is the third time. You watched it the first time because you hadn't seen it. Right. You watch it the second time to get in a girl's pants who thinks she's artsy. And then you watch it the third time for a half-assed podcast. I didn't get that when I watched it the second time. You, you, when, you, uh, when you invite Betty White oh, over, you're yeah. like, hey, you want to watch Four Rooms? Want to take them Betty White titties out? Golden Gals. <laughs> she's like, I'm just going to open that one big room right here. That's right. The one room. The one room. One room tall. Um, so, Hunter... You are our next... Predator 3. It's going to be Predator 3. We're going to watch the greatest movie ever made. No, that's, that means it's shit already. <laughs> We're going to watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh. The greatest movie of my childhood ever, along with The Wizard and Flight of the Navigator. The Wizard. Oh, man. I love The Wizard. Or did. So, that's what we're going to watch. The first gritty Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Nice. 1990. It got right in there. At any point, were you thinking this or Secret of the Ooze? With Vanilla Ice? Um, no, because I watched Secret of the Ooze like two weeks ago. Okay. So, I haven't seen the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for eight years. Oh, that's a long time if you got to make a fart noise. It's been a while. I probably haven't seen it since I was like ten. So, and it was one of those movies that when I was growing up, like, I knew as a child I didn't like it just because it wasn't like right. the cartoon. And I loved the cartoon. And I think now if I go back and watch it, I'll have a new appreciation for it. Especially with the new one getting ready to come out by uh, Michael uh, Douche Bay. Michael Douche Bay. So. Oh, wow. Michael Douche Bay. Explosions! Explosions! I think I'm, so, a, I think I'm in yeah. the same boat with you, Hunter. Um, I, re- I loved the cartoon as a kid. And then tried watching the movie and I was like, this isn't the cartoon. <laughs> You're not Ron. Right. Um, no, it'll be I'm I'm excited to watch it again and to like try to find out why as a kid I mean, I know as a ki- why as a kid I didn't like the movie, but what specifically? Mm-hmm. Like the only thing I can really remember about the movie is Raphael being a criny little wimpy turtle. And I was always like, Raphael, you're one of the better ones. Why are you so wimpy and crybabyish? Were you Asian as a kid? Yes. Is that a problem? Yeah. <laughs> oh Raphael, why are you so whitey? Oh. Why are you not own company by now? <laughs> so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, try your eyes, Red Turtle. That is what we're going to watch. <laughs> Excellent choice. Right. I know I loved, um, I always wanted to make the weird fucked up pizzas that they made in the cartoon. Oh, yeah. And I then, can already tell you my favorite line from the movie. I watched it a ton when I was a kid, so. Do it, spin it. I can tell you. Do Throw it, it out spin right it. Now. Throw it out right now. Cowabunga. Do it. My favorite line from the movie. Uh-huh. Or you want to save it for the uh, next No, one? say it. Only three people are watching, so... Jose Canseco Bat, tell me, you didn't pay money for this. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> it still holds up. Does it? So, yeah, like, making pizzas from the cartoon, like, that's why I love the Lunchables, where you had to make your own pizza. At no point did I question the slave labor or the half-assedness of Lunchables by putting that out and, like, you having to do the work. I was like, this is awesome. I can make my own pizza. Oh, those are gross. <laughs> They're so bad. Have you had them recently? Uh, no, but I can remember what they tasted like. 
cardboard and cold, salty pizza sauce. Mm. And cardboard. Yeah. Yeah, and cardboard. That was my nickname in high school. Shredded cardboard on top. Cardboard. Salty pizza sauce. Alrighty. There you go. Excellent. Great. Grand. No yelling on the bus. I'm Shay Hornback. I'm Eric Connor. I'm Ricky Glore. I'm Nick Prince. <laughs> we'll see you March 19th, and don't forget to check out ah. Real90.com for any past episodes that you may have missed. So see ya. Boots and pants and boots and pants. <laughs> boots and cats. Dumas. Boots and cats. Dumas. Oh, my bad. <laughs>